Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Jeremy, and I will be your host this evening, and I am honored to be able to be here and host the 250th episode of this dang podcast. Yeah, I, when I was asked if I wanted to host this one, I absolutely jumped at the chance because it is going to be awesome as the newbie here to be able to uh, let everyone here as uh, some of the original folks of the podcast face off in this hot seat tonight and get to deal with some of the questions I wrote as well as some of the uh, hot seat questions we had sitting around here. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, we will start here with Mr. Mike Mott. How you doing? What you drinking? And how does it feel to know that this is PTE episode number 250? <laughs> that is insane. Uh, I am doing uh, very well, first of all. Uh, I, I've made it through almost another week of work without them figuring out that I am a total imposter who doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. So that's always a plus. Uh, hopefully they don't listen to this episode or I just admitted that. Um, but no, seriously, yeah, when, when gosh, five years ago, Chris says, hey, come over. We're going to record a random podcast and play some trivia. Bring your wife, bring your then not quite one-year-old daughter. I uh, had no idea what what it was going to become, what a huge part of my life and uh, just highlight of, of my existence. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my wife, Nikki, who was also on that episode, uh, was supposed to join us tonight, but she was feeling under the weather. She's actually already asleep. So I'm going to be flying solo today. And uh, in honor of the 250th episode, I have brought a 25th anniversary ale. Uh, it's from Omen Gang Brewery. I'm um, actually, I've had this on the podcast a couple times before. I'm actually killing the four pack here with this particular uh, tasty beverage. It's an Imperial Amber Ale. Very delicious. And I am. Looking forward to it as always, and honored to be here. All right, we're leaving Mike there in Huntsville, Alabama, which I forgot to mention earlier, and hopping down to Tampa, Florida, where uh, we'll talk to the more attractive of the two here. Leah, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And how does it feel to know that this is PTE episode 250? Well, no one told me I was going to be on a milestone episode of PTE tonight, so I, um, my mouth actually dropped when you said that, so I had no idea. Um, I'm just drinking water, but I wish I was drinking something a little bit more exciting for the occasion, but you know, um, I'm not a big drinker anyway, so I guess it just makes sense for me to, to continue with water tonight. Um, but it feels great. It's been quite a journey, and we've met some really, really awesome people um, who we talk to digitally on a regular basis now um, from all over the world uh, through this show. So it's been really cool getting to know um, all of our listeners and our fellow uh, trivial podcasters um, all over the world through this experience. For sure. And it's probably a good thing you're drinking water because I have a feeling the next person we're going to in the same room as you. Uh, Mr. Chris Ligori, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And how does it feel to you to know that this is episode number 250? Well, Jeremy, uh, I, I, I feel good. I knew that I would. All right. Uh, I'm doing well, doing well, my friend. Uh, I have made some good decisions in my life. I have made some bad decisions in my life. I count adding you to the pub trivia experience and boozy bractology family as one of those good decisions. We're very happy that you're here, sir. Amen. I could have gone one of two ways. Um, I'm <laughs> glad it went that way, <laughs> but I'm going to be drinking here soon too. So, you know, either way. 
I'll dig it. I dig it. Uh, I got my drink here. So in uh, the, to the magic of editing and recording and then having to edit later, this is killing off of a four pack. But later on in a couple of episodes, you're going to hear me drink beer number three of these. Um, <laughs> this I, I listen. This is uh, from the Funky Bru- the Funky Buddha uh, dis- Distillery Brewery. Funky Buddha. Uh, this is one of their uh, rare four packs. Not rare, but like, it's a like a seasonal four pack. It is a maple bacon coffee porter. Oh, it, it, listen, Funky oh. Buddha. I and I've gone on, on this before. Some of their special packs, just they're not great. This, oh my god, it's going to be a good night. Um. So I, I will say this. I sat down earlier today or yesterday, I don't remember, but I was editing an episode uh, for our Patreon feed. Then it was originally slated, Mike, you might remember this. I don't know how much of this you actually remember, but it was originally <laughs> slated to be about a 15-minute episode. There's going to be 15 minutes, just me hosting Mike and Brittany Shaw going back and forth playing trivia. Yo, the episode went an hour and 18 minutes long. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> In that episode, I kind of recounted the fact that, one, I'm shocked this thing is going on, but two, people want to listen to this? Like It's, <laughs> it's, it's just baffling to me. It really is. Uh, it's been an amazing experience. Uh, I can't wait to get 250 more under my belt, but made some good, some really great lifelong friends, uh, made some enemies along the way as well. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, very, very happy to be here, uh, and I'm glad for the support that the uh, our fans and our listeners and our patrons continue to give us on a regular basis. It does mean the world to us. So, absolutely, we're only here because y'all keep tuning in. So, thank you for that. And I dare I say, you've made some frenemies along the way as well. Mm. That I have. That I have. Shameless plug for one of the other PTE Network podcasts. Check out Frenemy <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> well, yeah, that's great. If you had told me this was going to expand into into some kind of network of podcasts, right? I'd be like, what? Jeremy, how are you doing, sir? And what are you drinking? Uh, I am doing uh, really well. Long, long week at work here, but happy. It's like a bit excited, looking forward to this all week to be able to sit down with y'all and uh, record a, just such a milestone episode. Um, but that said, I am drinking. I'm going to start with this one. Uh, and it's believe it or not, I was, I've been catching up. I've been driving so much for work. Um, I had this beer. I, I picked it up and I hadn't finished off the pack yet. And uh, Mike, I believe from an episode I was recently listening to, will recognize this. It is from Pipeworks Brewery mm-hmm. here in Chicago. It's the Jeju Island uh, Belgian style wheat beer with coliander, orange peel, and mandarin. Ooh. <laughs> I just sprayed. <laughs> Like all over, and luckily I don't think it went in the keyboard. But okay, <laughs> I I do that half the time. I I wish I could remember the first episode that I randomly did that and it became a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is a really really good beer. Like I said, it's it's called the I think it's Jeju Island. J it's J E J U. But I know there's a I can't pronounce things as we will find out as this game progresses. <laughs> um. It, it it it's a wheat beer, but it um it almost tastes like a sour because of the stuff in there, hmm. and it is delightful. Hmm. I've not had and that uh, beer. I've had a lot of Pipeworks brews on uh, the podcast, as you alluded to, but I've not had that one. I don't think. Yeah, it was funny. I was listening to him. Like, oh, he mentioned Pipeworks. I have one of those left, so I'm going to start with that. Then I have something from Short Fuse, which is another local brewery for later, because inevitably I'm going to go through the first beer. Yeah, I actually think I have a Pipeworks in my fridge that I'll I might get to. So we'll see. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the pregame here. Uh, we'll start with Mike. The way this is going to work, um, I'm going to give you a this or that, and I'll tell you what that this or that is as we get started here. You're going to tell me if it's one or the other. So this, this or that, to kick off episode 250, is called Kubrick or Hitchcock. You son of a bitch. I love you so much, Jeremy. I was sitting here trying to queue up. Okay, what am I going to do? I should have planned this ahead of time, and you just, you're... Ah, <laughs> oh, bless you, sir. I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Technically uh, episode well, two, but <laughs> uh, let me preface this. There are going to be a few movie questions in here. Uh, we still are in the midst of the uh, SAG after strike. Uh, WGA has officially ended. SAG after is going to the table on Monday, it sounds like, uh, with another proposal. So we're really hoping it's going to be over soon. Don't take this round. Um, this is more for the fun and the history of the podcast. So don't take this round as us promoting anything uh, specifically. That's not what it's about. It's for some fun and for some throwback to the podcast uh, more than anything. So I just wanted to put that out there uh, just in case anybody from sag After is listening. This is nobody on the podcast promoting a certain movie or work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mike, we are going to start with you. Your film is Lolita. <laughs> Uh, I believe that the, the tagline was, uh, how did they make a film out of Lolita? But that, that was, uh, definitely a Stanley Kubrick film. That is a Kubrick film. I gotta, there we go. Fixing my score sheet and, uh, going to Mike and Leah. Your film is the pleasure garden. Mike and Leah. <laughs> I meant Chris and Leah. Sorry. I can read. The pleasure garden. I got nothing. It doesn't sound like Hitchcock to me. It sounds more like Kubrick, but Kubrick didn't like his filmography wasn't huge. Um, my guess, Leah, would be Kubrick. To me, I would say the same thing, just because I, I, it, I, I don't know. Hitchcock is older, and that doesn't sound like an older kind of Hitchcocky film. I don't know. Also. Kubrick did make Eyes Wide Shut, so Pleasure Garden kind of fits right in there. So we're going to go Kubrick. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> he died uh, making that movie, basically. Yeah, so he died oh. while making that movie. Never but um, you did fall for the trap on that one, unfortunately. That is a Hitchcock film, uh, I think <laughs> 1927 or something like that. Oh, wow. That was probably still what he was making silent films. Yep. All right, so back to Mike. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie that was made after both of these guys died. Um, well, to to Chris's point, uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, did not have nearly the same uh, size of filmography as Alfred Hitchcock, and I feel like I can name most Kubrick movies, and I don't remember this being on there, so I'm going to say Hitchcock. That is a Hitchcock movie. Good job. Nicely done. Yeah, going back to Chris and Leah, uh, because I originally, for some reason, wrote down Chris, Mike, Leah on my notes. And I'm like, that was a really bad order to put things in. <laughs> <laughs> All good. But your movie is The Killing. So this is not the really good and depressing TV show set in Seattle. Oh, man, that was so good. I forgot about that <laughs> show. Not promoting it. Oh, yep. I'm yep, sorry. Like, we kind of said it's a good show. 
this this probably is going to come out after the strike is over. Anyway. Yeah, hopefully they'll it's settle fine. it between now and between today. now and three days from their meeting. Exactly. Yeah. The killing just sound like this is the thing now because Jeremy's already given us one trick trick question, and the killing sounds Hitchcockian to me. Yeah, I say we go with the opposite of what our instinct is, and my instinct was Hitchcock. So I say we go Kubrick. I'm good with that Kubrick. It is Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, Mike, back to you. Your film is Shadow of a Doubt. Oh, Shadow of a Doubt's definitely Hitchcock. It is definitely Hitchcock. Uh, Chris and Leah. The Killer's Kiss. That sounds Hitchcock to me. Um, so do we want to go the opposite or do we want to go with our instinct? It's your call. Uh, just Kubrick's filmography. Like he, the guy was a, a famously pedantic. Um, he po- made poor Shelley Duvall act out scenes 50 and 60 times, drove that woman into the nuthouse almost. Like uh, my gut says Hitchcock, but I'm going to let you make the decision because as we've covered in previous episodes, my ability to tell Kubrick and Hitchcock works apart while drinking is not there. So your pick, babe. <laughs> babe, I believe in you. You are so smart. I'm going to go with Hitchcock because that's what you think we should go with. Killer's Kiss. Stanley Kubrick. See? See? But you're still real handsome and smart. Just in other ways. <laughs> just in other ways. <laughs> oh, Mike, over to you. Your film is Fear and Desire. Hmm. Okay. I don't recall this one in either one of their filmographies. I'm going to say Hitchcock. Stanley Kubrick. Ah. One of his wow. uh, first films. I was going to say it had to be pretty early, yeah. Uh, Chris and Leah, your movie is Lifeboat. I say Hitchcock. Yep, Hitchcock's came to my mind. We'll go Hitchcock. Hitchcock it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more to go. Mike, back to you. Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. One of the all-time greats. Definitely Stanley Kubrick. It is. That and, sounds uh, like this... a James Bond movie. Oh, no, it is definitely not a James Bond movie. <laughs> not at but all. the good news is that Slim Pickens did do the right thing, and he rode the bomb to hell. <laughs> Mine fuel! I can walk! I can and walk! <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Oh, my. All right. And this is how we find out if Chris has learned anything in the past 250 episodes. Chris, specifically for you, Psycho. (laughs) As he chugs his beer. It's done. He chugged the whole thing. I'll be right back. Leah, answer this one. I can't relive that moment again. No, you can do it, babe. It's episode 250. For, oh, for those on the audio side of things, he literally took off his headset. He, he got literally up. did a bottle he kill too. He chugged his beer, took off his headset, and walked away. <laughs> Jeremy, can I get a reread of the question, please? Uh, yes. Uh, Hitchcock or Kubrick? Psycho. Just don't walk in before discussing with your wife. I'm going to discuss this. Uh, this uh, actually tasty IPA from Escape Brewing right up here in Trinity, Florida. This is the other West Coast IPA. Um, little hop profile on it that I actually like. I'm not a huge fan of hops. 
Uh, speaking of hops, I'm going to hop on over to Leah and say Psycho is Kubkrok. Hey, should we three, two, one this? Kubkrok. No, Kubkrok is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Where, are we beating this dead horse already? Are we, are we done? <laughs> Whenever we you decide to be. Leah, give us a new joke. Answer. It's Hitchcock. It is Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> we need a new joke for the next 250 episodes because this you one do, has officially it died. To, it had to be done. Yep. So well coming played. out of the pregame, we have Chris and Leah with three and Mike with four out of a possible five and five. That makes sense. <sighs> That's right. So this, this is going to bring us uh, with Mike coming out of that in uh, first. I'll let you decide. Do you want to go first or second in the hot seat? I will go second. I'll let them go first. All right. So we're going to start a 15 minute timer. Uh, I will keep going back and forth. If the timer ends and we're e uneven, uh, Mike, you will get uh, a final one to even it up. At the end of 15, we'll go into halftime and uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. So let's start this off. Uh, timer will begin as soon as I read the first question. This is going to go to Chris and Leah and your timer starts now. Who directed the remake of the Coop, uh, Hitchcock classic Psycho? Uh, Leah, that would be Gus Van Sant. It starred Vince Vaughn. Yes. Van Sant. Uh, Gus Van Sant is a correct answer. Mike. Clemson University student Mackenzie Pearson was first to publish what slang term in 2015? It means a physique regarded as a typical of an average father, especially one that is slightly overweight and not extremely muscular. <laughs> I'm guessing that's dad bod. <laughs> that is dad bod. <laughs> little fun starting out that round for you. Okay, now yep. into the real questions. Which uh, 1984 video game became the first of its kind when players were tasked with fitting all of their blocks just into the right slot? Is that for Leah and me? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. Sorry. Tetris. Tetris it is. Mike, a bushel is a standard unit originally used to measure the weight of what? Um, hmm. Gold? Unfortunately, that is grain. Wow. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Chris and Leah. Tree nut allergies and peanut allergies are largely separated be because peanuts fall into what group of plants that belong to the family of Fabacea and includes mesquite, alfalfa, and lentils? Aren't they legumes, Leah? I don't know. Yeah, legumes. Legumes is a correct answer. Mike. Uh, for years, the Today Show's Willard Scott has wished centenarians happy birthday on a segment sponsored by whom? Sure. Uh, I mean, I think Willard Scott, I think, of, like, he does the weather. Um, sponsored by whom? The AARP. Unfortunately, it's Smuckers. Ah, okay. I have heard that before. Okay, my guess would have been AARP as well, Mike. I can't believe you guys <laughs> didn't watch the Today Show growing up. He's a staple. Uh, Chris and Leah, a skeleton's biological sex can be determined by looking at the curvature of the sciatic notch, an area of what bone? The, the, uh, is it the pelvis, Leah? The... I don't know. I feel like the sciatica runs down like the bottom of your spine into your butt and then down a leg. Yeah, well, the, the pelvis is the bone that kind of goes around where your hips are. Then that makes sense. Pelvis bone? Uh, the, I'll, I'll accept it. It's hip bone, technically, but that is your pelvis. Okay. Uh, Mike, what tech, what tech company just celebrated its 25th anniversary this month and noted it by changing two of the letters in its name to the numbers two and five in its latest doodle? 
Uh, Google Alphabet. Google is correct. Chris and Leah. On the periodic table of elements, there are a handful of elements who have atomic symbols that appear to be letters having nothing in common with the name of the element. One of these symbols is PB, which represents what element? I'm assuming it's not peanut butter. It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. I don't know. You never took chemistry, and I don't know chemistry. So One more time with the question, see if we can get to a, some sort of a logical answer before we try and lock in something funny, but we'll undoubtedly be unfunny and make everyone else tune out. Yeah, I mean, speak a little bit, say, what does the what does the symbol PB stand for? Uh, and it's not what you think, because it doesn't start with a P or B. Uh, so it's not potassium. Yes, potassium starts with a P, so it is not that. <laughs> well, potassium is also K. What um, are those pills that I take? Magnesium? magnesium? Well, yeah, we'll go magnesium. It's not right, but... It is lead. Oh, I don't take lead pills. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Mike, Only suppositories. What was the clothing and apparel company Nike originally called? I don't believe they had a hand in making five-minute aged whiskey. Um, oh man, this is one of those, I feel like I know somewhere in the back of my head, five minute aged whiskey. That's probably, there's probably a hint there that I don't know that I'm going to pull. Uh, uh, this is one I know, I'll know probably when you hear it, but I can't pull it Pass. Uh, it was blue ribbon sports and Paps blue ribbon has a five that- minute aged whiskey. That's right. Blue ribbon. That, yep. Here I, here. I didn't know that about PBR. Things. That's funny. Uh, Chris and Leah, which detention facility did President Obama sign an executive order to close shortly after his inauguration? It never actually closed, and his successor signed an execute, another executive order, keeping it open indefinitely. Be Guantanamo Bailey, right? Oh, yeah. Think, yeah, uh, think, totally. Uh, Harold and Kumar are still down there. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if there's a white cast on there, but Guantanamo Bay is correct. Uh, Mike, back to you. What, what filmmaker's 2009 exhibit at New York's Museum of Modern Art included a Jack Skellington figure? Uh, it's actually really funny. My daughters were just watching this the other day. Uh, I can never remember who actually directed that movie, but it's very cl- closely rela- related or associated with Tim Burton. I'm going to guess it's Tim Burton. It is Tim Burton. Uh, Chris and Leah. Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward's book, All the President's Men, detailed what event in U.S. history? It's the Watergate scandal, right, Leah? Woodward Bernstein. I don't know why you keep saying right, Leah, as if I know these things. Just if you uh, know what it is, just say it. I, I think it's I the Watergate scandal. I do not know. Scandal. I did not see it. The breaking at the Watergate Hotel or the Watergate scandal. Watergate scandal is a correct answer. Great Mike. movie. The Pink Pony Fund is a philanthropic initiative focused on breast cancer care and prevention. The initiative is associated with what apparel company? Um, yikes. <laughs> uh, I do not know. I, I don't even buy my own clothes anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Gap, I don't know. It's like Ralph Lauren. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris and Leah, in what laid back West Coast state can you chill in a community called simply cool? Laid back West Coast. I'm looking for the state. I mean, it's Oregon or Washington. I mean, it's going to be Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, right? But I don't 
feel like Hawaii is West Coast. It's an island into itself. It's way, 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 way west. Or way, 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 way east, depending on how you see it. Um, uh, Oregon's the one that I always kind of... I would of, say Oregon before anything else. It's the one I always kind of more associate with relaxing. So yeah, we'll go Oregon. I don't know what you consider relaxing, but I, I would uh, consider this one relaxing. It's California. Oh, son of a... People are high strung there. There's all those tech companies <laughs> and all the traffic in LA. No one's laid back in California. <laughs> They are on the cool. beach. They are, though. But uh, all right. Maybe. Go back to Mike. <laughs> Which of the Beatles secretly recorded a high pitched whistle in the song A Day in the Life? So is Shetland or Shetland Sheepdog could hear it. <laughs> That's a Lennon thing to do if I ever heard it. Uh, it does sound like a Lennon thing to do, but it was actually Paul McCartney. Was it Paul? OK. That actually uh, makes more sense because that was his baby. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Chris and Leah, what artist's famous sketch, The Vitruvian Man, is said to depict the ideal proportions of the male body? Leonardo da Vinci. That's the first thing that came to my mind, so yeah. I feel like it's 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 Da Vinci because they talk about it in the Da Vinci Code, I think. Yeah, that sounds actually does sound right. It's either Da Vinci Code or Angel. No, it's gotta be Da Vinci Code. Yeah, let's go with it. Uh Leonardo da Vinci's correct answer. Uh Mike, which large bird shares its name with the word for three consecutive strikes in bowling? <laughs> A turkey. Turkey's the correct answer. Chris and Leah, in the MCU. Which Infinity Stone was located on Vormir? The Soul Stone. Soul Stone is a correct answer. R.I.P. <laughs> How many characters named Heather are there in the movie Heathers? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it was just three. Three is a correct answer. Uh, Chris and Leah, the Dutch painter Vermeer is perhaps most famous for his portrait called Girl with a What? Leah, I don't think it's Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on what's your damage, Heather? Um, <laughs> girl with the... The girl with the earring? That sounds oh, familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the, the side face, and then you see a big earring on the side, and she's kind of, her face is tilted. I don't know if earring's the right word, but I'm picturing a picture where a woman is like this. And you see the earring hanging from her ear. It's an Animal Crossing. You can buy it on the little <laughs> ship. <laughs> uh, we'll go girl with the earring. I'm going to be benevolent think... tonight. It, no. It's, it's the... no. Pearl earring. It Come is on. No, you, can you can, get, you can okay. give it to them. That's okay. They were, they were right. You don't have to give it to us. It's fine. No, they were right there. They were right there. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm being yep. benevolent. Uh, Mike, <laughs> uh, like Chevrolet's Volt, Nissan offers a 100% electric car with what green name? Hoban Washburn was said to be one of these on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Told you, I, I threw some stuff into that's some That's good. This. No, that's good. Yeah. I, I would have gotten it without the hint, but yeah, Leaf. Nissan Leaf. Leaf is a correct answer. I'm sorry to all the Firefly fans. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it took a long time, but he's finally the holiest character on that show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, going back to Chris Leah. Clark Kent is his earth name. What is his birth name? Father's Jor-El. He's got to be Kal-El, right, Leah? He's Kal-El. Kal-El, yep. Kal-El is a correct answer. Mike, popular in the American Southwest. A sopiapia is best described as a what? A, a sopapia? Uh, I mean, you're looking for like pastry. Do I need to be more specific? You don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, fried pastry, but <laughs> fried, is a correct yeah. answer. I'll give you okay. that. Um, 
Kristen, uh, Leah, uh, which of the following is not a team mascot in the National Football League? Falcon, Eagle, Cardinal, or Blue Jay? Blue Jay. Blue Jay is a correct answer. Mike, who has won the most total Academy Awards with 26, four of which are honorary? This person also holds the most nominations with 59. I believe that is Walt Disney. That is Walt Disney. Uh, Chris and Leah, which 1970s horror film had the tagline in space? No one can hear you scream. I prefer the, the 80s version in space. No one can eat ice cream. Um, but that would be alien. <laughs> alien is a correct answer. Uh, Mike, which 19th century work by Scottish scholar James George Frazier shed light on the connections among the world's religions and folklore? Um, I do not know. Um, pass. It's the Golden Bow. B-O-U-G-H. Oh. Uh, Chris oh. and Leah, former Secretary General of the United Nations, Ben Ki-moon, is from what Asian country? Can you spell the, for, uh, the middle name for me? Uh, K-I-M-O-O-N. B-A-N, so Ban Ki-moon. Ban Ki-moon. Or Ban Ki-moon. Um, now what was the, what was the title of the UN? Secretary General of the United Nations. So what are some countries you're thinking of? North Korea, South Korea, <laughs> Thailand. Uh, Thailand came to mind. Uh, South Korea came to mind. Uh, like honestly, Malaysia came to mind, but that could be because I was thinking of Zoolander earlier today. Uh, those are the ones that came. We we both said Thailand. Do you want to go with that? Yeah, it sounds like Thailand. Thailand, sure. Thailand is ease. It is actually South Korea. Okay. Mm. Well, at least we named uh, it. Yep, Mike, uh, back to you. What musician wrote the 1989 bestseller Tales from Margaritaville? <laughs> May you rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, R.I.P. is correct. Uh, Chris and Leah, what NBA Hall of Famer began his professional career with the birth name Lou Alcindor? Uh, Lou Alcindor would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a correct answer. Mike, Wimbledon 2017 was won by the 14th seed who surprisingly defeated Venus Williams in the final. Who is she? Uh, I, <laughs> I remember this happening. I do not remember her name. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it was, would have been her sister Serena, but that's all I got. So that's what I'm going to say. Unfortunately, it was Garbine Muguruza. Okay. Yeah. I, I would that. never have pulled that. <laughs> uh, Chris and Leah, what actress's first film role was a character named Jules in a Judd Apatow produced film. Since that 2007 debut, she has had the roles of Billie Jean King, Mia Dolan, Abigail Masham, and Gwen Stacy. Oh, and she won an Oscar for Best Actress, too. Uh, that's, uh, what's her name, Emma? Is it Emma Stone? Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma Stone is a correct answer. I only got Mike. the Gwen Stacy one. <laughs> oh, okay, here you go. Uh, Mike, according to the idiom, what do birds of a feather do? Flock together. Correct. Uh, Chris and Leah, we'll just do one more each because I did have that little pause earlier. Um... Which grueling obstacle course competition is based on the Japanese TV series Sasuke? Oh, Leah, would that be Sasuke? Could that be American Ninja Warrior? That's the only one I know besides Wipeout that has an obstacle course. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Legends of the Hidden Temple too. The the 
Oh, that is true. I'd say we go with American Ninja Warrior. That's fine. American Ninja Warrior is correct. And to finish out to the first half of the hot seat, Mike, what was the original name of Charles Schultz's Peanuts comic strip? Um, oh, uh, was it Lil Folks? Lil Folks is a correct answer to close out. Of course, the first he got half. the Peanuts question. <laughs> I was like, it was like. This question was infinitely harder than, than ours. I feel like I, I it's just it's the way it fell. I, I even yeah. tried earlier to like move some around before this, like so I could try to like even out some of these. Like this is really hard. Um, and you know, they, it's kind of they were all fell. over the place. That's how you like it. Exactly. But uh, coming out of the first round here, or the first half, I should say, as we head into halftime, we have a score of Chris and Leah with eighteen to Mike's fifteen. All right, we'll take it. We'll take it, babe. We thought we were gonna get our butts kicked. Here we are with a lead going into halftime. Hey, I feel like done, zero questions right, and he got 10. So clearly I'm not paying close enough attention. All right, we'll be right back with halftime after a word from probably Liquid Courage, but we'll see, at least one of our sponsors. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. All right, coming out of that break uh, and a shout out to uh, the voice you probably just heard on that ad, Brian Nash, uh, sending me a halftime round for us tonight. Ooh. Uh, this is going to be a round that uh, he does at his games uh, called Complete the List. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, usually this goes a little bit longer, but because this is a hot seat and, uh, you know, it's an audio medium, I'm going to set a timer for two minutes. In that time, you have you can write down what you have at the end of two minutes, put your pencils down. You're going to write out as many U.S. states as you can that have six or fewer letters in their name. I'm going to set that timer Right Hold on, let now. me get a paper. Let me get a pen. Hold I on. I know. I got to find okay. something to okay. write on. I'll just pull up the notes on my phone. Yeah, do you want to come over here so we can collaborate? That was, that was fewer than six letters? Uh, has six or fewer. Six or fewer. That. Thank you. That's the clarification I needed. And I'm not going to even tell you how many there are. Uh, you have to figure it out. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and put <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know when we go over the out. answers, but. I'm going to put myself on mute, Lee, and I can talk it out whenever you tell us we can go. All right. Uh, starting the timer right now. Two minutes. Is this a common phrase in your house? I thought I told you to clean up. Do you ever say this to your kids? Would you like some cheese with that wine? At the end of the day, do you find yourself thinking? Sanity is waning. Then we have the music you need. Sanity is waning. The debut EP from the Dad Bods. Coming August 29th to a streaming platform near you. Find us on Facebook or visit us at dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com for more information. All right. Well, we uh, during that uh, was two minutes for them and probably about 45 seconds for you. You probably heard some dad bods uh, in there. So <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's start with Mike. So behind, uh, go ahead and give me your list. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
I probably stopped stopped writing about the minute mark, uh, and I was just going through, and I didn't. I don't think I came up with anything else after the minute mark. I, I'll tell you, I ended up with ten total. Okay. Uh, so I have. Uh, this is just the order I wrote them down. So I say, I would say in no particular order, but it is a particular order. It's the order I wrote them down: uh, Oregon, Iowa, Ohio, Idaho, Maine, Nevada, Texas, Hawaii, Alaska. And Kansas. All right. That'll be 10 points for Mike. And I'll go over the whole list once we're, once we're all done here. And uh, list, I'm sorry. Chris and Leah. Okay. So we had Alaska, Utah, Iowa, Maine, Hawaii, Oregon, Texas, Ohio, Kansas, Idaho, Nevada. Should be 11. Sorry, and Utah, I oh, forgot you. <laughs> yep, it was Utah was one that was missing. So you will be getting 11 points, and there are 11. Yeah. <laughs> so coming out of the halftime, we have Chris and Leah with 29 uh, to Mike's 25. As we go into hot seat, round number two. Real quick, Jeremy, uh, I did go ahead and grab the Pipeworks, Pipeworks brew that I had in my fridge. Uh, this is a, uh, another... Another four pack kill, actually. It's from uh, it's the Cosmic Lowlands Saison that I've uh, been featuring recently. Uh, it's a beer that I really like. Uh, so, I th and I think similarly to what Chris said earlier, I think you're going to hear the final beer of the four pack uh, drunk before you hear some of the other ones <laughs> later on uh, in future episodes of the podcast. But cheers, everybody. Here's to a better second round for me. Cheers. Cheer. You said that was a Saison. Mm -hmm. Go chin chin. Is that what they say? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something similar to that. They also kiss a lot on the cheeks. I didn't like that, but hey. No. Jeremy, that's you. <laughs> All right. Um, well, like I said, uh, we did have a shift there. Chris and Leah being in the lead. I'm going to give you the choice this time. Do you want to go first or second in the second half here? First. <laughs> first it is. <laughs> All right, uh, so the timer will start as soon as I start reading this first question. Chris and Leah. Prized by breeders for its intelligence and striking appearance, the Pooley dog's hair resembles what household item? Leah, was that a mop? Maybe I've heard of like mop head dogs. <gasps> oh, yeah, I have heard of that. Let's go with that. Mop is a correct answer. Mike, over to you. Known to ruin the occasional reputation, page six is a famous gossip column in what U.S. newspaper? Um, ooh, great question. I've heard of page six. I'm trying to think of what it's what newspaper it's in. Uh, USA Today it is the New York Post. Okay. Uh, the Chris Post. and Leah. What international city refers to its Chinatown as Barrio Chino? I'm looking for the city. Barrio Chino. What language does that sound like? I have no idea. Would that be Spanish? It could that be. be like a Madrid or a Barcelona? I'm good with either of those. Or a Brasilia? Or Portuguese? But it could still be that same language. I mean, it could like be. I would, if you're going to go Brazil, I'd go Rio. I wouldn't go Brasilia. Which one do you think would have a Chinatown? A, a city in Spain or a city in Brazil? I, I think you're more apt to have a Chinatown. This could be 
recency bias. I think you're probably more apt to have a Chinatown on this side of the world than that side of the world. Okay, so let's go Rio. Yeah, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Mexico City is your correct answer on that one. Oh, uh, we didn't even go there. Uh, Mike, what's the six-letter name for the Vietnamese single-serving sandwich, usually served on a baguette that typically features a fusion of meats and vegetables from native Vietnamese cuisine, such as pork sausage, coriander leaf, cucumber, and pickled carrots? I'm notoriously bad at food. Uh, I've probably even had this before, but I just... Kimchi. I don't know. Uh, I think sometimes you can find kimchi on it. It's a banh mi. Okay. Oh, I actually have heard that term before. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have had some, uh, and they are good. Uh, Chris and Leah, what author created the child protagonist who promptly explains his nickname to the reader in the following manner? My my father's family name being Pirip, and my Christian name, Philip, my infant tongue could uh, could make of both names nothing longer or more explicit than Pip, so I called myself Pip. Pip, is that Great Expectations? Uh, I, well, are we asking for the book author. or the author? Yeah. Is Great Expectations Dickens? I or is that somebody else? No, I don't. I I, I read that book once. Because uh, to me, it. when he said Pip, Pip made me think of Dickens, but I yeah. don't know anything beyond that. Dickens is fine. Let's go with Dickens. Charles Dickens is a correct answer. Was it Great Expectations though? I yes. believe so. Okay. Uh, Mike, what U.S. president is commonly credited with inventing the swivel chair? <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. They it taft. is very cool. They taft. Um, when I think of U.S. presidents and uh, getting credit for inventing a lot of things, I think of Thomas Jefferson. So that's what I'm going to say. Thomas Jefferson's a correct answer. Uh, Chris and Leah, which side of a standard six-sided die does not have a dot located anywhere in the middle row? Four. Yeah, four. Four is a correct answer. Uh, Mike, who starred as Juno McGuff opposite Michael Sarah's Polly Bleeker in a 2007 film? I'm looking for their currently billed name, not what they were billed on the original release. That was going to be my question, Elliot Page. That is a correct answer, Elliot Page. Um, Chris and Leah, hirsutism is a medical condition common among which circus performers? If the greatest showman is to be believed, they also have an amazing singing voice. <laughs> is it a beard? Because that's in the Greatest Showman. That's who had the bearded lady, right? This is me song. Is the bearded yeah. lady? Bearded lady is a correct answer. Mike, which internet giant changed its company name to Alphabet in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another Google for you. <laughs> Somehow you got both Google questions. Um, Chris and Leah. What is the name of the Japanese delicacy consisting of fresh raw fish or meat sliced into thin slices? Unagi? I have no idea. (laughs) Ah, salmon skin roll. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's go unagi. Unagi. I believe unagi is eel, and it it could be one of these. It is uh, sashimi. 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 Okay, I've heard of that. I wanted to say shawarma, but I knew that wasn't right. slightly different uh back to mike uh <laughs> thanks to Dwayne wayne what tv show helped popularize popularize flip up sunglasses in the 1980s uh good question uh of the 80s shows i remember this is not striking a particular bell um Dwayne wayne 
Uh, Silver Spoons. Uh, unfortunately, it's a different world. Ah, okay. Chris and Leah going over to you. Which NASA probe set its first photo from Jupiter's orbit on July 14th, 2016? This is not the space questions that I would know the answer no, to. Was that, was that Cassini? I feel like Cassini was Saturn, but maybe it went to Jupiter first. There's, there, or there's Voyager. That's a Star Trek ship. <laughs> or at least a Star Trek show. I assume it's the name of a ship. Um, Leah, my best guess is Cassini, but it might be Voyager. I don't care. Just yeah. Cassini. Cassini. Unfortunately, throw back to three questions ago. This is the Juno. Oh. Okay. That makes sense. That tracks. Uh, Mike, back to you. Uh, besides Meredith Vieira, who is the only woman to have won an Emmy for hosting a game show? Ooh. Hmm. Good question. I like this question. A lot of these are good questions. Um. It's a sad fact. <laughs> Yeah, it it really is. That that was kind of, um, yeah. It's and it's also sad that I don't even know it. Uh, I'm torn. Uh, I'm torn between. Um, you said for hosting. Yep. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> trying to remember the name of the woman that hosted the weakest link. I don't even know if it's her. Uh, it, yeah, her name was Anne something. It was like Anne, Anne Richardson. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, no, it was not Anne Richardson. If you, if you really just thought about woman and game show, uh, if I would just said woman on a game show uh, in maybe the 70s, 80s, you know, Betty White actually hosted a game show and won an Emmy Award. Wow. That's awesome. That. Interesting. Yeah, I did not know that either. Cool. Uh, Chris and Leah, back to you. What is the collective term for a group of owls? Oh, Leah. I don't know. Um, so the, the book that, that uh, Snyder wrote was, <laughs> the Batman book he wrote was A Court of Owls. Yeah, let's do that. We go with A Court of Owls. Fortunately not, it is a parliament of owls. Yeah, okay. Oh. Uh, Mike, back to you. Who was the co-founder of MySpace, who also became everyone's first friend when they joined? <sighs> For the hell of it being benevolent, I will accept first name on this one because that's what thank, everybody knew. Thank it goodness, because I'm like, it's Tom something. <laughs> it is absolutely Tom. Uh, Just Tom. <laughs> Chris, yeah, back to you. What was his last name? Anderson. Tom Anderson. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, that's Neo's name. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that's from the Matrix. Yep. That's absolutely Neo's name. Mr. Anyway. Anderson. Uh Chris Leah, what city is the setting for the 2008 kidnapping film Taken? Oh, God, she's overseas, isn't she? I do not know. My best guess, Leah, is Paris. Is that Liam Neeson? It is, yeah. It's Maggie Grace from Lost. Oh. Yeah, we don't like her. Uh, yeah, let's go Paris. Paris is a correct answer. Nice, good job, babe. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to travel through three adjacent U.S. states with the, that started with the same letter, you would have to travel through which three states? Uh, Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana. Iowa, Illinois, Indiana is a correct. He got there really quick. I know. I was like, and I just Oregon. knew these were all right up there. So, uh, Chris and Leah, what U.S. president's mother was given the rather unusual first name of Stanley? 
You're the president's guy. I don't know their mother's names. <laughs> well, you should. Moms are awesome. Um, okay, so let's go Millard Fillmore. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, not as Barack Obama. Okay. Really? <laughs> Did not know that. That's new. <laughs> Mike, back to you. What controversial leader helped liberate Italy from its monarchy? Uh, was that Mussolini? That was Mussolini. <laughs> Name another uh, Italian leader. <laughs> right. Well, I know, but yeah, I was right. like, uh, Maloney. Um, over to Chris and Leah. Uh, in the 2011 reality show La La's Full Court Life follows the former VJ and her marriage to what NBA player? Don't know who this is. Lala, is that her ooh, name? Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Uh, um, <laughs> name an NBA player who has been around. So this is 2011? Yep. Did you, say, did you say NBA player or former NBA player? Was former in the question or no? It was not in the question. Okay. So I think at the time it wasn't former. I actually don't know right now. I, okay. So um, okay, not Kobe Bryant. No, no. Uh, from that point in time... Uh, I'll say Gilbert Arenas. Which is Carmelo Anthony. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, Mike, over to you. In addition to being the name of a Metallica album, what does the term Ride the Lightning refer to? Um, I mean, it, the song Ride the Lightning is about uh, being uh, electrocuted, being in the electric chair. The electric chair is a correct answer. I would have gone cocaine. Yeah, it's like drugs. Probably drugs. Uh, Chris and Leah, which rocker, a devout Democrat, insisted that John McCain stop playing his song Pink Houses at his political rallies in 2008? I mean, his song Pink Houses. Never heard of that song. I haven't either. Rocker, Democrat. Would this be like a Bruce Springsteen, a Dave Matthews? Who are we looking at here? Oh, Springsteen famously did it for Reagan. It's not. That's what I thought. That's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't think it's Springsteen. Maybe it is. Uh, I would have thought the Republicans would have learned their lesson after the Reagan fiasco. I think he got served with a cease and desist. Um, who was the other one that you said? Dave Matthews. I'm good with Dave Matthews. Sure. He likes weed. He might be liberal. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that is John Mel- Mellencamp. Oh, Coogs. Oh, uh, we yeah, were in the, the right. It's the right era. Pink Houses is the Ain't That America song. That's why you don't know it by name. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Mike, <laughs> over to you. What famous distiller died from a blood infection after kicking a safe and injuring his toe? <laughs> well, that's awful. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I, his uh, main right. product was involved or not. So <laughs> I'm just going to say Jack Daniels. Jasper or Jack Daniels is the correct answer. <laughs> Nicely done, Mike. He died from that? He died from that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that sucks. Chris and Leah. In 1971, Bangladesh, or sorry, in 1971, Bangladesh achieved its independence from what country? Uh, so India is right next door, and they achieved it from the UK or from England. Um,. It could also have been another colonial power like France. Maybe it's just weird because, like, I think India goes up and around and on the east and west side of Bangladesh. It'd be weird. There'd be like a, a different country's 
colony right there, but it'd also be weird that India would declare its independence and then not choose Bangladesh as part of it. So my best guess is going to be England, babe, but I don't know. Go for it. Yeah, England. Unfortunately, you have to go a little bit further into that whole war. It's Pakistan. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's interesting. All right, Mike, back to you. An epigraph to what classic novel features the quotation, you are all a lost generation? Um, oof. I don't know, but the first novel that popped in my head is On the Road. On the Road is incorrect. It is The Sun Also Rises. Oh, okay. Mm. And let's just do one more each because of my sheet getting lost earlier, and then we will, that'll be the end of the round. Timer did go off, but like I said, just because of my pause, I want to make sure everybody gets a fair shot here. Um, Chris and Leah, what is the largest state in population that only has one professional football stadium? Oh, Leah, it's uh, it's New York because they only have the Bill Stadium because the Jets and Giants play in Jersey. In New York, I believe it's the fourth most populous. So we'll yep, go New that York. makes sense because it wasn't the top three. So yep, New York. New York is a correct answer. And Mike, to close out the second half of the hot seat here, out on parole since 2007, Sarah Jane Moore spent decades in prison for trying to assassinate whom? Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford is a correct answer. And we come out of round two of the hot seat. Chris and Leah with 35. Mike with 34. Mm. (laughs) Oh, damn. This is a close game, y'all. Damn, Um, Utah. It's literally so, the difference is Utah. It literally yeah, the, the difference, difference is Utah. Finally, right someone now. got screwed by the Mormons. <laughs> we love our listener, our listeners out of Utah. Uh, we are going to head into the uh, final round here, uh, as this normally works. Uh, you can wager any or all your points on up to three questions. Split them up as you see fit. So zero to whatever you have. Split up between the three. These are your categories. Um, and these are all kind of stolen uh, from either past episodes, ideas, new questions, but ideas here. One of which I was listening to today. Your first question is going to be in celebrity anagrams. It's a tribond. Right. Oh, boy. A movie tribond. Your second question in moving right along, it's in music. <laughs> and your third question is it's a catch 22 in literature. Uh, Jeremy, do you want us to? Are are we on honor system? Do you want to send your our wagers? How do you, uh, want to do you guys are absolutely on the honor system. You can just tell me when we get to it. I'll ask okay. for it at when I get the answers. All right, everybody, are your wagers locked in? How are we looking? We're good to go here. We'll we'll see once the questions come in. <laughs> but All if right. my wagers are locked, so we'll go through this. I'll I'll let you guys lock in uh, your. Uh, just let me know when you're locked in. Move on to the next one. Then we'll come back get your answers and your wager. And then we'll go through and see how everybody did. So your first question in celebrity anagrams, I actually stole this from Mike on his, I think it was periodic anal odor, uh, which was Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from an episode I listened to recently. Wow. Um, That's a callback. Yeah, that is a hell of a try. That is a hell of a callback. So here we go. First question. Help. I'm stuck in a jaw duel with my rice jar. Quick. Try eel sperm. That is a sentence that I just had fun writing and really has no real bearing on the question other than it contains anagrams of three celebrity names, two of which are Oscar winners, and one of which really got shafted for a few brilliant performances. But what movie would you find Jaw Duel? 
my rice jar and try eel sperm in together. Perhaps fittingly, Jaw Duel is the narrator of the film. Okay, can you give those names one more time? Jaw Duel. Yep. J A W D U E L. My rice jar, just like it sounds M Y R I C E J A R, and try eel sperm, T R Y E E L S P E R M. And can you read the last part of the question again, please? In what movie would we what find movie all three? Would you find all three of those in together? Perhaps fittingly, Jaw Duel is the narrator of the film. All right, we'll go ahead and lock in with our wrong answer. All right. I guess this means I, I'm supposed to talk this out, right? Yeah. So Jude Law, I got pretty quick. Jim Carrey took me a little longer, but I got there. Try eel sperm is driving me nuts. And I and it would be nice if I could think of a movie that those two were even in together, Jude Law and Jim Carrey, let alone, you know, so because I felt like I felt like those two that should help me get there, but I just I got nothing. There's a lot of Jim Carrey movies that I haven't seen. There's a lot of Jude Law movies that I haven't seen. Um so so effectively after a while I kind of gave up on trying to figure that out and actually started um trying try ill sperm if you will and i honest i just i've i've about exhausted what i think i can come up with on there so i'm really pulling going back to pulling the thread of trying to think of a jim carrey movie that might have been narrated by jude law that i haven't seen or that i don't remember was narrated by jude law um I remember the movie Dick and Jane and or fun with Dick and Jane. And it probably had a narration aspect to it. I don't remember that being narrated by Jude law, but it keeps coming back into my head for some unknown reason. It's probably wrong, but that's what I'm going to lock in with. Lock in with uh, fun with Dick and Jane. The Tia Leone in that. It's him and Tia Leone, which didn't fit try eel sperm, which is why I kept coming away from it, but it kept sticking in my brain. So that's what I ended up on. And, and we'll come back for the actual answer uh, after we go through this round. But what did you wager on that? Uh, I wagered 11 on that one. Okay. Uh, Chris and Leah, uh, what was your thought process on this one? And then what did uh, what did you come up with? And what did you wager? So here's the frustrating part is we have all three anagrams. It's Jude Law, Jim Carrey, and Meryl Streep. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow. <laughs> but what movie are those three in together? That's what's <laughs> bothering me. It was really. Even if I'd gotten there, I wouldn't have known. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> So I, we figured the easiest go through there is going to be Jim Carrey, just because you don't figure Meryl Streep's going to be in many of the raunchy comedies. Uh, so we kind of circled around three different movies that we remember, but we don't necessarily have a whole lot of memory of the inner workings of. Um, the first is The Majestic. Uh, the second was Truman Show. And the third and the one that we ended up going with was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, figuring maybe there was a narrator. And that does seem the kind of movie that might feature Meryl Streep in a real quick role somewhere. So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is what we went with. It's a really, really good guess. I actually thought of The Majestic, too, because I've never seen it. It's not good. No, I know. It That's why really I've never boring. seen it. It's a boring movie. And what was your wager? One point. One point. Okay. Uh, then let's go down to move. Or let's move right along to moving right along our music question. The song Moving Right Along, as sung by Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear, mentions the title of another song in its verse or first chorus, depending on how you look at it, as well as later in the song. 
That song wouldn't actually be released until five years later, but what is time anyway, especially since 2020? I'd prefer to think that the Muppets could predict the future. Uh, what song from the artist unofficially known as the King of Movie Soundtracks <laughs> is mentioned in Moving Right Along? Locked in. Okay. Uh, oh, so I can unmute. Um, yeah, I don't know this song. I am not a Muppets girl, so that doesn't help. Nope, never seen an episode of the Muppets in my life. I think I saw one of the movies. I think I saw them take Manhattan, where hopefully they were killed by Jason later. Um, <laughs> Damn. I don't like the Muppets. No. Um, so Steen. The one well, the, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. I am entitled to my wrong opinions. That's correct. Uh, home of the, the home. My wrong opinions are over on Bruzy Bracketology. Um, Leah, the, the person that comes to mind, just I know they did the part, if not all the Batman soundtrack. They obviously the Purple Rain Prince is what comes to mind. OK, are we naming the song? We have to name the song, right? You the artist or the song? Name the song. No. The song. Little Red Corvette. I don't know. What's the, yeah. What's the. What's a Prince song besides Purple Rain? Because Purple Rain was like 83, 84. So do we think the Muppets was like five? Uh, musicology, Coloratura. I am tapped out of Prince songs, and those are not even good ones. So which one do we think the Muppets would have sang about? I think Musicology would be the one that would kind of fit best in there. Um, so that'd be my guess is musicology. It's not okay. close. This isn't the right answer. I'm just trying to come up with a reasonable guess within his discography. So Let's musicology. All right. You're going with musicology. And uh, what uh, was your wager? Oh, big fat zero. <laughs> zero. All right. Uh, Mike, uh, you locked in really fast. Uh, what do you got here? I did because I sing this in my head every single time Chris says moving right along. And the very next word after moving right along is Footloose and Fancy Free. So I locked in with Footloose. Uh, and uh, what was your wager? I wagered 11 on this one as well. 11, okay. I would just like to point out, I assume that that's the right answer, but we got the time frame right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Footloose, True. Prince, like 84, yeah. 83, 85, somewhere around there. That's Purple Rain came out in 84. Yeah. Yeah. Your time frame is right. I'm not going to tell you who's right or wrong or if either of you are yet. So we're going to go on to the third question. Uh, and it's called It's a Catch-22 in Literature. The Art of Winning an Unfair Game is the subtitle of a 2003 novel turned film that may or may not be better than Remember the Titans. The jury is still out. What is the title of this novel and the name of the author who penned this nonfiction New York Times bestseller that spent a total of 65 weeks on the list between its hardcover and paperback editions? Well done. Title and author. Well done. Now we have a logical guess we're going to go ahead and lock in with. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lock in as well. Uh, Chris Lee, you talked about last time. Uh, Mike, why don't you give me your uh, kind of your thought process on this and then we'll get there. Well, Lock in here. well, obviously, because I was present uh, for that fiasco, uh, <laughs> I got the Moneyball reference. Um, my assumption was I that had to I had to like throw something in there uh, to rub you a little bit because <laughs> I, I got Chris a couple times. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, well, we voted for Remember the Titans. Uh, and I, I do feel like that. Uh, I'm just going to go off on a little side tangent here because I feel like it. I do feel like we've given Moneyball short shrift. It's a very good movie. <laughs> like it's it, the, the fact that it represents the worst decision that Boozy's ever made in some cases. Like 
it's still a very good movie. I just didn't think it was quite Remember the Titans. Anyway, my assumption was that Moneyball was probably not the title of the novel. Uh, so I assumed that maybe the novel was titled Sabermetrics. So I locked in with Sabermetrics. And then I was trying to pull up the name of uh, Brad Pitt's character. in, And I don't even know if the, that would have been the person who wrote the novel. Um, it probably is not, but, uh, I thought, I think it was Billy Bean. So that's what I locked in with. I just, I didn't have anything, anything else. So that's when, that's where I went. And what was your wager? Uh, unfortunately 12 on that one. All right. Chris and Leah. Yeah. So, um, we obviously instantly knew the movie was Moneyball. Uh, I feel like I've seen the book and I actually feel like the book is actually called Moneyball as well. And if I'm wrong, it's a literature question and I'm not good at literature. So what do you expect from me? <laughs> uh, we talked about it. We don't have an answer on the who wrote it. I don't think it was Billy Bean, but I couldn't come up with anybody else that would have made sense that is known for writing baseball books. Cause I, I think Jeff Shara used to write some when he wasn't writing, you know, civil war and world war two, uh, 700 page books, but I don't think it's him or his kid. So we went Billy Bean. All right. Both teams locking. Oh, shit. And what was your wager? Zero. (laughs) Zero. All right. So let's just go back through these in order because it looks like uh, everybody had different answers. So the first one, uh, jaw duel, my rice jar and try eel sperm. Um, you absolutely nailed that. That is Jude Law, Jim Carrey, and Meryl Streep. I feel like we should get points for just getting all three of those. <laughs> right. I mean. Also, well, you I get what you wagered, which was zero. I don't want to try your sperm. Let's be clear here. I have zero to that. I try your sperm. <laughs> but um, nobody pulling the movie. Uh, this was Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate oh, Events. God. Jude ah. Law was Lemony Snicket. Uh, I forget Meryl Streep's character's name now. Uh, Jim Carrey was Count Olaf. That's right. I, I, yeah, we knew Jim Carrey's in there. I would not have pulled Jude Law in that at all. I've never seen it. So I, hey, I actually have seen it, but I wouldn't have pulled it. Well, well, and I were here. That, that 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 question legitimately our listeners at home don't know this. There was a good ten minute pause there thinking about it because that pissed us off that much. Oh oh yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. It was a great it was a great question for sure. So uh, coming out of that first question, we have Chris and Leo 34 and Mike with 23. As we go into the second one here, moving right along in music. Uh, the song moving right along is sung by Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear mentions the title of another song in its verse or first chorus, depending on how you look at it, as well as later in the song. The song wouldn't actually be released until five years later. But what is time anyway, especially since 2020? I'd prefer to just think the Muppets could predict the future. Uh, what song from the artist unofficially known as the King of Movie Soundtracks is this? Uh, the King of Movie Soundtracks uh, is Kenny Loggins. And as Mike uh, pointed out, that is Footloose. And it is moving right along, Footloose and Fancy Free is the next line. So Mike will be gaining 11 on that one. Uh, you, uh, Chris and Leah, you bet zero. So your score stays at 34. This brings Mike's score to 34. Yes, it does. <laughs> As we go into the last question here, let's see what happens. The Art of Winning an Unfair Game is the subtitle of a 2003 novel-turned-film that may or may not be better than Remember the Titans. The jury is still out. What is the title of this novel and the name of the author who penned this nonfiction New York Times bestseller that spent a total of 65 weeks on the list between its hardcover and paperback editions? That book is Moneyball. Ah. It's the same as the movie. 
The author is Michael Lewis. Oh. Who's that? Never, never in a million years would have pulled that. Uh, he's he, I believe, is mostly a statistics and financial oh, uh, author. Yeah. Or white journalist. Guy. He's a journalist. Okay. Um, so that is going to change scores a little bit. Well, not for Bringing, us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris and Leah betting zero, Mike betting 12. So we'll be ending today's game with Mike with 22 and Chris and Leah as the champions of episode 250 with what? 30. Four. Congratulations. <laughs> as, as, as it should be So it's one, two, and three. We're going to take the win here. That's yes. as, yeah. As, as it like should be. Uh, well done. Great, great game. Jeremy, extremely well written game. Had so much fun. Great time. That was a great one, Jeremy. Nicely done. That, sir. that was fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, I would like to point out with the handicap, though, it all came down to wagers at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and Leah going with the winner's bet zero. Uh, approach to that for the most part here well no that was not the actual approach going in um we felt pretty good about the movies and felt terrible about the other two and so we figured let's make mike beat us on literature and music we're pretty (laughs) evenly matched movie wise if he's gonna beat us he's gonna beat us getting both literature and music right we figured he'd be close on those two wagers point wise we'd have to beat us on on hopefully getting both right yeah and and a lot of times i it really varies on how I how I wager these particular rounds, but sometimes I'll push all in on one. But yep. I felt decent on all three, so I just kind of split my points across across all of them and hoped for the best. And it, it ended up the way it ended up. But you know, yeah. Regardless, it was a great time. I will say, uh, like when I started listening to PTE, like uh, it was during like the very beginning of the tournament. I think I think it was like the first episode of the tournament when I found the podcast. Um, and hearing those, like how you how this final round was done in a hot seat, threw me off because I'm usually like I, I when it comes to like wagers, I like I, I do the math. I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? But now you have to figure out how to do it across three questions, mm-hmm. and that can be really tough because you're like, all right, well, if I get you know if I get these, then I, I win. But then if you miss one in there, it throws your whole strategy out the window. Yep. If you're trying to split up it, your, your in scores, the hot seat so. tournament, that happened to me because I. I it's knew what I wanted to do, but I messed up the I messed up the math. I knew I knew what I was trying to do. I was trying to use the con- the question I felt most confident in to offset the other two, but I forgot to actually offset the other two in the way that I <laughs> wagered, and that ended up costing me. Because if I'd wagered the way I intended to wager, it would have been fine. But so a, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Mike Mike's aware of this, but when the hot seat tournament started, like going into it, we decided to throw some money into advertising. So Jeremy. Man, I am really glad those Pornhub ads got to you. That that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they reached me in a very certain way as I was reaching myself. It was uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. We just done with me. Yeah, yeah I'm like, it's past my bedtime already, so yep. Well, all right well let's wrap it up um Leah, if you'll if you'll indulge me real quick though for a second okay. I, I did i do have something i do have a statement that i want to make uh for for all of our listeners especially those who have been around since the beginning but uh, especially to chris look i know all of these hitchcock references over the years have probably given y'all vertigo and made me sound like the man who knew too much but i think it's time that we put these in the rear window because frankly, at this point, they're for the birds. <laughs> and that is my one and final 
per cast at 250. <laughs> what? <laughs> but also, why couldn't any of those movies be referenced in the first round that we did? Because <laughs> I would have gotten those right. Because I had to sound, find ones that sounded like both. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you did a great job with that for sure. <laughs> no, that was extremely well done. <laughs> well, well played, Mike. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> what All right, so let's just uh, go through really quick here. And uh, uh, Leah, I know you want to get to bed, so we'll start with you. Okay. Um, anything you want to shout out, plug, or say here as we close up episode 250? Um. Be nice to educators because we work really, really hard and um, we care about your kids probably just as much as you do in a different way. And so just be nice to us. We're there to help see them succeed. So that's that's what I got right now. All right. Uh, Chris, how about you? Uh, be nice to regulators. We work really, really hard. <laughs> um, no, don't be nice to regulators. Although they're right, keeping us regular. G. So that's a good thing. No, uh, <laughs> honestly, from from literally the bottom of my cold dead heart to all our, our listeners our supporters seriously y'all thank you like this is mind-blowing that we have an audience for this that we have people who are willing to support us financially so we can keep doing this um for those that most of you know by now but like mike's one of my best friends and like right after we started this podcast moved across the country this has allowed us to kind of keep our friendship going not only that, but growing, meeting new people, meeting like at this point, I think I've met all of his friends from college. They come on and play trivia with us. Um, looping in Jeff and Marissa, Tim, Brittany, Jeremy, the whole group has been amazing. Um, the the exciting thing for me is that on 250, we're not going to announce anything now, but keep your eyes and your ears open over the course of the next couple of months because we've got some new stuff coming down the pipeline show wise that's not related to PTE. That you're actually going to love so i'm very very excited to announce that the pte network is growing and there's going to be new stuff and new content coming from us here relatively soon so keep your eyes peeled but seriously for those that listen and support us thank you you're here and mike uh yeah i couldn't have said uh it better than what chris said as far as everything uh goes uh, there was no way that when we first sat down and, and recorded a couple of the the those first silly episodes that I could have anticipated, A, that I was going to be, you know, uh, have an opportunity that's going to drag me away from the Florida area, uh, but also that, you know, the degree to which this was going to become such a huge part of my life. And it has been a tremendous thing for me in terms of meeting a, a ton of great new people who, quite frankly, have... Um, really given me a lot of faith in humanity when that's something that can sometimes be very difficult to come by. Uh, and, and, uh, but also just, uh, allowed me to continue keeping in touch with my buddies, uh, back in Florida as well. Um, it's just, it's just been great. It's a, it's crazy that it's been two fifty. And as Chris said, we got, we got a lot more coming. We've, there's just, there's so much, so much fun up ahead and I hope you all will, uh, continue staying along for the ride. Cause it's been a blast and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Even the ones when I've been drunkenly angry, mostly at myself because I can't pull certain answers. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yes. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for, uh, you know, inviting me aboard. This has been a blast. And I was just taken aback when Chris sent me the message. And I, I just really appreciate it because I, I look forward to just seeing this grow and, you know, coming in at this point and seeing where it goes from here. So, um. With that said, uh, 
Chris, I'm going to throw it back to you really quick. Would you like to tell uh, the listeners how they can help support the show since you've got this like completely committed to memory at this point? <laughs> 100%. Listen, if you like the antics that we get into here, and I know there's only a select few of you that do, but if you like the content that we bring you, not only here on the Pub Trivia Experience, but our sister podcasts, Boozy Bracketology, Frenemy Trivia, uh, the best place to do that is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B is your home for all of our bonus content. Uh, there's different tiers in there. You can go in and support the show. There's bonus content on there that drops throughout the month. I just scheduled the the two more for this week, one that just dropped, one that will drop next week, uh, probably around the time this episode drops, I would imagine. Uh, but that's the place for all of that stuff. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, Discord, uh, Facebook, all that stuff is parked right on ptebb.com. Um, as this network grows and expands, we'll have new homes for all that stuff. But, hey. Those links will work. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Jeremy, back to you. All right. And once again, I just want to thank everyone for listening and uh, happy 250, everybody. Cheers. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, again, appreciate having the chance to actually host this episode. With that said, let's uh, let everybody get on with their days and whatnot. So for PTE, I have been Jeremy. And I've been Mike. I've been Leah. And I'm Chris. Have a good week, everybody.